Um, well, Jesus, we just bless and thank you what you already have done <clears throat> tonight. And now, Jesus, as we open your word and just share, we just thank you, God, that what you want to deposit in our hearts. We're just praying you would lead us, that my words would be whatever you want to flow through, and I would not step out of that, step out of your presence. In your name, amen. Yeah, so I get the privilege a lot of times to hang out with young people, whether it's through Kingdom Equip. I, through, with Bob, identify this heart for the next generation. And so let me say, Ellie's testimony provokes me. Um, it's not just Ellie, but it's like I'm being around all these young people, and I'm listening to them talk about the fear of the Lord. I'm talking to them, listening to them about beholding Jesus, and I'm like, wow, I've studied about that. I've learned. I long for that. But I'm like, you all are carrying something unique. And so if you're provoked, just hang around young people. There's, God's doing something. And so this whole year, the Lord's talked to me about intimacy. It's maybe been an even longer journey, but for sure, since COVID, the Lord slowed me down. And, and this word of trying to understand about what it means to be a priest before him. He's told me that many times before learning about being a priest, but in this year, he keeps going after my heart. And so Monday or Tuesday of this week, I, I was praying, and I don't get very profound pictures. They're like flashes. They're like just quick in my heart. I'll get a quick picture, and, and usually of a, of a Bible scene or something like that, and then I, I was like, oh, that was you, Lord. I have to pay attention. And so I just saw the, the mountain of God I saw his fire and I saw his presence. I'm like, it's already the picture was over, if that makes sense. I'm describing, like it was just a quick flash. But I felt like the Lord says, I'm inviting you, Matthew, I'm inviting my people to come up to the mountain of God. That he was inviting us to, to come up, to behold his presence, the fire of his presence. And then out of that, he was wanting to give us ministry and he was wanting us to speak from that place. And then he gave me some more direction for myself and, and some friends around me of, that, of how that looked. And so I've just been meditating again on what it means to be a priest and what it means to, to climb up this mountain, Mount Zion, to, to behold his presence. And so I just want to share just a few minutes out of that. You see, ever since Adam and Eve were with the Lord and they were they were, in a sense, priests, and they were kings, and they reigned and ruled in the garden, and they had access to, to walk in the cool of the day with Yahweh himself. And when they sinned and when they lost that, God did not give up on humanity, did he? That his goal to be, to be friends with people, to, to have people be priests, to minister under him, to have this very spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship, the Lord had this heart and so out of all the peoples on earth, out of all the families, he came and he chose this one family, chose Abram in the, the Iran, Iraq area, and they moved. They were on this amazing journey. And so through this family, he said, I want to be your, I want to be your possession. I want you to, to be family with me. And, and he gives this promise. He said, then Abram, through you, all families on earth are going to be blessed. So we're blessed through that. So this family went on, on a move, and, and then in Egypt, in their time of slavery, for 400 years, they actually became this powerful nation, as we know. And as they left, after 400 years as a powerful nation, they come to the mountain of God in Exodus 19, and the Lord wants to make a covenant with them. 
He wants to make a covenant, and I'm going to read from verse 3. It says, Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him, and from the mountain said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, and how I've carried on you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. So now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession." Although the whole earth is mine, you will be a kingdom, this royalty of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you are to speak to the Israelites. See, when God spoke to them, even though there were 12 tribes and there was one particular tribe, the Levites, that were the priests, they were to all be priests. They were all to minister before the Lord. And so God goes through this ceremony with them and and I don't have time to unpack all of it, but if you look, I didn't put this in the up, up top, but in Exodus 20, it's interesting what happens. That even though Aaron, Moses was invited to go up to the presence of the Lord, in a sense, the people were invited into this relationship. But it says in verse 18 of chapter 20, when the people saw the thunder and the lightning, and they heard the trumpet and they saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear, they stayed at a distance. And they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. But Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. See, I think there was an invitation for the people to draw, to hear the, the Lord, and instead they were in such fear because they were slaves. And so God sets up this whole tabernacle and temple that was a, a replica of what was going on in heaven. And so the priests would minister day after day after day on behalf of the people so they could have the presence of God dwell with them. But we know this, this temporary solution failed because it did not deal ultimately with sin, And so then Jesus comes, and he's our high priest. He didn't just go to the earthly tabernacle or the earthly temple. He went to the heavenly tabernacle. And on that altar, he presented his own blood on the altar. And so the perfect high priest made a way for all of us to have access again. To be priests, to have access to the very heart of God. And that's where we've been for 2,000 years. We've had an invitation to be, again, what Revelation 1 says, we are the kingdom of priests. But as I think about that, I think often we fall short from that. So I have an illustration. My son likes to hike and climb 14ers. He's done maybe one or two of them. His coach is here, and they, they did that this summer. I think they actually did four or five in one week. Could you imagine, though, if, if Ethan and I were in, decided to start a hiking club and we invited everybody and we announced it and we said the very best 14 hiker club and we're going to train you and we're going to go see and we're going to show you scenes that you've never seen before. We're going to take you places up to 14,000 feet and you're going to see waterfalls, you're going to see amazing beauty. And we announce that, and then the next week we come back and we start showing them trail maps of how to get up there. 
and we talk about the different ways that you can hike. The next week, we give everybody gear, we give you shoes, and we do this week after week, and everybody keeps coming because we're going to learn to hike, and we're going to eventually climb the mountain. But then can you imagine if Ethan did that for years, and we learned a culture of that, and then one day Ethan would have a son, and his son comes, and he hears Ethan give the spiel about hiking, and he says, but dad, do we ever go up hiking? Do we ever actually get to go up on the mountain and actually go see this waterfall? I've seen the pictures. I have the gear. Do I actually get to go up? And he's like, well, no, this is what we do all the time. And then the son leaves because he's disillusioned because he actually never got to go hiking. Jeremiah 2.13 says, my people have done two sins. My people have done two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns. They're, they're broken cisterns that cannot hold water. What this scripture is saying is that, that my people, I've given you the living water. I've given you access to the tree of life. I've given you access to come up on the mountain, to have relationship at me, but you have not done that. You have stayed at a distance. You have stayed away from me. You have not drank the living water. And then not only do you not drink it, you actually dig your own cisterns. You make your own ways, and then you ask water to come, and you have your own pool parties without me. And I think this is what we've done with the presence of God. We have systems, we have structures, we have theologies. We sure talk about the presence of God. We sing songs. But I'm asking you tonight, are you coming up to the mountain with him? Are you doing what Ellie just cried out for? Are we actually saying my favorite place is this secret place? Like I actually can't wait to leave equipped. This is okay, but I need to get home to spend time with him. And if I'm honest, I've been in ministry my whole life, half of my life. I'm 44 years old, 22 years, just whatever, you're growing up. And 21 to 22 years, and I've learned about this, but the Lord still having to woo my heart and says, you don't always come, son. You minister out of the outer courts, you minister there, and you think, and I do join you because I'm loving, I'm kindness, I join you, but he's saying, son, I need you to come up higher I need you to come and be with me in the fire, in my presence. I need to burn things off your heart, and then you will speak out of that place. And so I'm just wondering tonight, how many of you are being wooed for the presence of God in a new way? I think that's what the Lord's doing. He's inviting us to be a company of priests. And let me then close with this. This is the invitation, I think, of, of what we're doing here. I think there's, if you're in this room, my guess is because you feel this at some level. There's a calling, particularly on, on what we're doing here. There's a reason we're praying for an hour. There's a reason Sam's going after this, the words he's heard. I think it's the destiny of us in this room, but it's the destiny of Wichita and our state. And I think the Lord's about to shift things in us, and he wants us to go up higher so that we can then minister the prophetic and speak out of his heart. And so I just want to invite you again, wherever you're at, are you at the base? Have you tried to get up the mountain and then it got hard and you're like, ah, it's just really easier. It honestly is. It's easier, isn't it, to stay at the base? 
But I think the Lord's asking us to go up. So let me pray into that. Jesus, again, I, I, I just need your heart. It, it's hard for me, and I, I need you. I thank you that you're slowing me down. And I just long for that. I long for what, what you've done in my sister Ellie. I'm asking, would you reproduce that in all of us? God, that we would be wooed by your love. And then in that, we would just climb. We would go into the holy place. We would go into your throne room, and we would drink living water, and we would sit, and we would wait until we have a word. And then if we have a word, we would minister out of that. But not just because we want to in busyness and how it looks. I'm asking God for mercy for us to do that. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.